Hey everyone, and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ, and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. My guest today is Jerry Pulhalse. He lost 80 pounds following a whole food plant-based SOS-free diet. We're going to hear his story today. Please welcome him to the show. Hey, Jerry, how you doing? I'm doing great, Chef AJ. How are you? I'm great. Well, you know, if you lost 80 pounds, I sure hope you're going to show us that you did. I hope you have a picture somewhere because people like to see the proof. But congratulations. And I'd love to hear your story because um, SOS free is not very common, except for like with people in our community. I mean, people can lose weight without it. But like you, I found that that was like the easiest way to eliminate those things. So I'd love to hear your story, how you even found out about this way of eating and how has worked for you? Well, I'm going to get into a lot of that in the presentation, Chef AJ. I'm like a, like a little kid in the in the holidays right now, just so grateful to be here with you. And I can probably easily do a, a presentation on the impact that you've had in my life and much more important than that in my family's life, because the changes that you've helped cause in me have impacted them as well. Um, not that they struggle with weight like I have, but we've improved in so many ways and I'm forever grateful. And I probably, I've also watched your show and I'm such a big fan that I've watched your show enough to know that you tend to get a little, at least from where I stand, you tend to get a little uncomfortable when people compliment you. And um, <laughs> oh. am I right? Well, no, I mean, I just don't, I don't want to, you know, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I, you know, it's like, you know. That's the look. That's yeah. exactly the look. And and I'm sorry, I'm not going to take much time doing this. Uh, I'd love to do a presentation literally on the impact that what you've put out there has had in my life because it's is broad and deep. And it's I'll get into that in this in the slide deck, but I just I just really can't can't thank you enough. I almost get emotional thinking about it, considering that I'm not necessarily an emotional person like that, but the impact has been um so significant. Um Things that I won't say on my slide that I really wanted to just share with you. I'm a guy that's, you know, half Cuban, half Puerto Rican. We come from a long line of professional eating. Uh, you know, grandma really would have contests. So to see who can eat the most rice and chicken uh, at a sitting. And, and I'm not blaming anything on grandma. That was just her way of showing love. And and it was, uh, it, it made an impression and left a, it left an imprint. Uh, and then, you know, I was born in the in 1966. In the 70s, we had processed foods come into our, our world. And after I started to watch you, I really learned that, that most of this wasn't my fault, that, you know, it was really environmental. And right. we'll, we'll really get into that. But I just, um, I, I, I learned, I've learned a lot. The other thing that um, I've had the pleasure of learning, and the journey has been with you, is... Um, Early on in my career, um, uh, you know, I started, uh, I was in business for myself when I was 22 years old. I started selling produce on the side of the street uh, with $300. Uh, I started selling produce and then I ended up with a, uh, with a warehouse in the San Francisco produce market selling organic fruits and vegetables to over 200 restaurants in, in the Napa Valley region, only to suffer with weight because I would eat in a lot of those restaurants. And that also would confuse me because I was selling the things that I liked most, but I was consuming what was processed and was affecting me uh, the most. So 
in that journey, I, I, I struggled a lot. It was super stressful working nights in the produce market. I go from that industry into real estate to only learn that that business was even harder because that business was the, the business of real estate is really 24 seven. So I really kind of learned a lot about myself and I learned that I was having a hard time confronting some of my fears. I like you, uh, I've written a couple of books on the topic of real estate. And when I wrote one chef, AJ, I had to go out there and speak and to realize that my greatest fear was uh, public speaking like it is for a lot of people. And my second greatest fear was getting on an airplane and flying. So I hope that for anybody that's struggling uh, with confronting some of uh, their fears or maybe what may be challenging, because I don't want to paint the picture that what I've done for the last year has been easy. It's, it's the, probably the hardest thing that I've done in my life. But with that being said, um, and because many years ago when I was writing those books, I read a book by a woman named uh, Susan Jeffers called uh, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyways. That book, like you, Chef AJ, changed my life. And that book gave me license to lean in. It gave me agency to realize that I could lean into uh, the things that I was afraid of, which allowed me to you know, speak at over 500 venues all over the country uh, to real estate professionals and, and, and grow my business that way. Uh, it allowed me to fly all over the world because now I fly and I'm not afraid of that anymore. And I discovered that I had another fear that I had to con confront about 10, 12 years ago was my fear of being alone at night. So for that reason, I went and confronted hiking the, the John Muir Trail, which is 220 miles by myself, which which allowed me to confront some of these things. And I didn't realize that a lot of what was keeping me from a healthier lifestyle was confronting the fear of letting go of salt, oil, sugar, and those processed foods that were literally killing me. And um, and I'll get into that, uh, but I just, I just wanted to share that with you. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. I'd love to hear your story because everybody loves a good success story. Well, I'm going to say this is not a success story. Uh, this is uh, uh, the story of a journey. And I, I and I use the, the paradigm uh, or pardon me, the metaphor of hiking a lot. For me, life is a trail. Uh, hiking is probably my favorite thing in the world to do. I do it all the time. And uh, and the reason I like hiking is because I always find that I want to go further because there's a curiosity of wanting to know what's around the bend. And wanting to know what's around the bend, for me, is a great metaphor for life. Because in following a lot of what you've taught me, and many of the other doctors that are on your show, and other people that, that you know who have not had the pleasure of being on your show, um, I'm always curious as to what's around the bend if I just go a little further and a little further, and, and I'm just literally in my journey. Nowhere uh near uh an arrival but I, I i don't believe uh life is about the arrival right i think we're all probably probably old enough to know that nice well i'd love to see your presentation let's get started there you go Okay. 
So the title of this is SOS Free Living Unveiled. And I know many of you out there know what I'm talking about. But if you're new to Chef AJ's show, um, I'm really glad you're here. Uh, it's It's been life-changing for me, and I believe it could certainly be life-changing for you. So just hang in there and see if any of what I say may resonate uh, with you. Um, also, I highlight that the journey to wellness in the uh, the journey to wellness is in the Napa Valley because environmentally it's a challenging place to to improve your health through through eating or eating a whole uh, whole food uh, plant based uh, lifestyle. So with that, I've learned a lot, but I once in a while still go to restaurants, but I don't find that I need it as much, and I'll certainly uh, start talking to you about that. Okay, this is just a picture of my wife and I. This is not yesterday. This is not last week. This is probably probably six, seven years ago. And I'm putting this picture in there so I can share with you how I struggle with weight in the way of yo-yo. So when I was, I, I didn't tell you this uh, before we started Chef AJ, but when uh, I was uh, 15 years old, I left home to, to go live on my own. Uh, in Miami, Florida, for Miami, Florida, by the time I was 16, I moved to New York City. New York City, believe it or not, Chef AJ, I actually did some commercial modeling and some off-Broadway acting, and I had a lot of fun doing that. But I'm an impatient person, and things didn't go fast enough, so somebody suggested I move to Napa. And I met this lovely lady in 1987, changed my life, got married to her in 1988, and here we are, 35 years later, and we're still happily married. But again, I put this in here so you can get an idea of weight fluctuation and what I've struggled with. I talked to you a little bit about my produce experience. In this picture, you can see that I was gaining a little bit of weight, a little bit more comfortable in my lifestyle. I was probably about 24 years old there. Uh, I had started uh, one of my two produce stores before I went to the San Francisco produce market and opened up a warehouse there. But weight was always a battle, even surrounded by what I love the most, which has always been fruits and vegetables. I got to tell you, Chef AJ, when I walk into a grocery store and the and the produce department is up front, it still puts a smile on my face. I don't know what it is about the energy of fruits and vegetables that, that just brings me to a different vibration. I'm not a very foo-foo kind of guy with, with things like that, but I kind of do believe in vibrations. And I do believe that, you know, when I walk by the by the butcher block, I don't feel quite as quite as inspired and happy, and and, and a lot of that has uh, hit me by way of of you and and your friends. So this is another picture. I got thin again uh, when I started in real estate, but then after that, uh, you can see the many changes of me, and some of these were even during COVID. So, like for example. The photo on the uh, left side, the upper left side, that was probably right in the middle of COVID. I was, as you can see by the look of my face, just not not happy, very um, inflamed, uh, very bloated. And I didn't even know that there was really anything wrong, but that my back hurt, my joints hurt incredibly. You know, I'm the guy, I'm a guy that's always been able to drop and do 20, 30 push-ups. It's never been an issue, but this was pretty much in my uh, early to mid fifties. So, you know, I was probably 53, 54 in this photo. 
and I was not doing more than one or two push-ups because my joints hurt so much. Um, you can see I have three boys and one girl. And my boys are all svelte. My wife is svelte. So I, I live in a place with people that do not have an addiction to food or an eating disorder like I do. I very much understand, and I think I've always had an understanding that food was my drug of choice. Um, not a recreational drug guy, not a drinking recreationally guy, even though I would indulge in a gin and tonic or, or even a glass of wine, it's just never been my thing to relax. Food was always what I used at the end of the day to help me drop down a notch while I was building, you know, a business or businesses or doing some of the, the things that I like doing, uh, even writing books and things like that, because I find myself to be an ambitious person and possibly because I left home when I was 15 years old and I had to get out there and fend for myself. So always being ambitious has led me to go to that drug of choice, which has been, it's been food. Um, so the people around me have a, a hard time understanding what that is like. Um, and I have a hard time also understanding what things are like for them living with me when I want to change things in the house because I find myself unraveling. So we've always had this dichotomy and this struggle of, you know, sort of what's wrong with dad? What, what is it with food? And people have always had a hard time understanding that, that food, that, that there is an addiction to food for some people. And some people don't understand that. And again, I'm not any different, but I've also always struggled um, with meeting people where they're at. So that's been one of my greatest challenges. And I've had to work through that over the last year. And I think I've learned a lot. Um, so right now at the moment, I'm 57 years old. Uh, again, I said I'm married to Susan, been married for 35 years. I, I live an amazing life with her. She puts up with my ups and downs, my fluctuation. It's never been an issue for her. And uh, I'll share a lot more uh, about that with you because I think you'll find it interesting. And also at the end of uh, today's episode, I really want to share with you from these photos to what I'm able to do now and the goals that I have for next year, what, what may be possible for you as well. Because during these photos, uh, I have to say, you guys, I, I was literally preparing for the end, I was literally, and I know some of you can connect with that. I know some people are going to say, what are you talking about? You're only 50 something. But there was so much chronic pain that I couldn't hardly walk to the corner of my street when I loved hiking. So I couldn't hardly walk anymore. Um, I couldn't do exercises. Everything hurt so bad and so chronically that I also remember that my grandmother, the one that used to feed me all those tasty meals back in Puerto Rico, by the time she was 40 something, she was complaining of chronic pain and not being able to walk. Uh, so she would complain about that in her 40s. So I thought, if I'm in my 50s now, I got 10 years on her. I did pretty well. And, and I just thought that was normal. And I thought, well, I guess I just need to hunker down, um, visit chiropractors, visit the doctor, probably going to have to face some type of blood pressure situation, medicine. And this is just going to be kind of like my my grandmother, who actually lived into her 80s, but the last 15 to 20 years of her life were bedridden. And, and I just thought that's the way it was going to go for me. So um, so this is what happens. 
it was time for my annual my annual physical. Uh, like some of you, my least favorite thing to do when going to get my annual physical, it was jumping on the scale. So this time I jumped on the scale. Uh, I broke the 280 pound mark, which made me the heaviest I'd ever been. And my 50 to 60 up and down fluctuations, 50 to 60 pound uh, up and down fluctuations. And when the doctor sees that, she also noticed that my blood pressure was high. But because I've never shown signs of high blood pressure by going to the doctor, she may, she thought that maybe it was a white lab coat syndrome. And she asked me to come back the next day. And that's when I got worried because I thought, wait a minute, I, I know how this works. I'm going to come back tomorrow. I'm over 280 pounds. There's no way my blood pressure is going to be much better because I didn't feel anxious at all when she was uh, checking my blood pressure. And with all that being said, I never came back to the doctor. And, and that's literally when I started doing uh, the research. Um, that's not me because I don't have red hair but it was something like that. I started doing all this research, which, you know, led me to making some decisions. You know, you know you're, you're going out there and you're seeing carnivore diets, you're seeing um, paleo, you're seeing all the things that I had done before. I don't, I don't think I've ever, I, I've done high meat uh, protein diets before, but nothing like that carnivore. But I have, I have done literally everything since I was 15 years old. I've, I've tried every single diet in my journey of ups and downs. But one thing that helped me was reconnecting to a book I had written uh, that I had read many years ago. And getting back to this book, I had the book. I actually had the book and I don't keep anything. I'm sort of a minimalist and I get rid of everything. But I still had that book. So for some reason, I still had that book. And then I purchased the audio version and I listened to it a couple of times and I started to connect with, with this type of, this type of eating. Uh, I've always, again, loved fruits and vegetables, understood what they do for you on the micro level, didn't quite understand the macro level, but by reading this book, I got a better feel for that. So I'm just trying to keep up with my notes to make sure that I kind of stay in the flow, you guys. So bear with me. So you're doing great. Thank you. And and just so you know, I have to say, Chef AJ, my blood pressure is up right now because I am very nervous. Although I have a, a podcast and I've had quite a few guests on my podcast and I've been on the side of the, the chair. I think this is the first time I'm a guest on a podcast. So I am literally confronting some fears right now. So thank you for your... <laughs> well you're doing great and people are going to really resonate with your story. So please. Thank you. Um, so Dr. Joel Furman, I connected with a lot of what he said, although there were things that I thought, hmm, I found some holes, but at that point it was like, feel the fear and do it anyways. I knew that something had to change. And I always, you know, and all the times that I've been watching Chef AJ, I hear her ask people, are you a uh, sort of a dabbler or a dive, you know, feet first? And, and good, bad, or indifferent, I am a dive feet first, no questions asked, just go. Because I was, you know, you're, you finally get fed up and you're thinking, this is just bad. My blood pressure is going to go up. Things are going to change. I know I must be pre-diabetic. I don't want to do any blood work. I know where this is going. 
So I dove in and I got to tell you, just by doing this, and I want to say that in 30 days, I lost probably close to 20 pounds. I mean, it was insane. It's like the way the puffiness just went away in 30 days. You know, so I was down to maybe 270, 268 pounds. And already I can see the swelling throughout my, my body, particularly my face. I can see that just change. And that gave me so much hope that I thought, I, I think I'm on to something. And then that's where I, I dug in. And it was during those days that I thought, let me keep, let me keep going down this path. And that's where I ran into you, Chef AJ. And I knew of uh, Dr. John McDougall. But then he also helped me fill in some of the holes that I thought Furman had. And not that Furman, not that I, I wouldn't practice uh, Furman's uh, methods. But, I, but for me, I knew there had to be something else because I was missing some of the wet carbs and those things that at one point, uh, Dr. Lyle helped me understand through evolution that that we do need uh, the wet cards because we are omnivores and, and we do crave certain things. And for us to be successful at eating and living this way for the long term, that uh, that the wet carbs are important. And that really allowed me to stick with it. And what I found was that for me, the most challenging and what was the hardest was getting through the withdrawals of of sugar, oil, and salt. I started to understand that, you know, the sugar withdrawals would last uh, seven to 10, 14 days, something like that. Uh, the salt was a little longer, 30, 45 days. I want to go off of memory. Uh, and the oil uh, take a long time to, to get out of your system. But I didn't stop there from the beginning because what I haven't said to you is that when I jumped in, both feet first, I cleaned house. I literally did, I, I removed salt, oil, sugar, because I agree with Dr. Goldhammer, caffeine is a drug and it is the modern day's drug of choice. Uh, just look at how many Starbucks and, and coffee places are out there and look at what we pay for a cup of coffee. I mean, people pay seven, $8 for, for, for what, was, what used to be 50 cents. So, I removed that. I removed alcohol. I removed anything processed, even obviously for Chef AJ, I removed processed vegan foods because vegan cheese is not healthy cheese. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, some people uh, like it and find it healthy, but I just find that anything processed is setting me backwards, just like sort of what, what, they, what the food industry did in the 70s. So I'm really a fan of whole plant-based. I removed meat products, any dairy products, anything like that. And the longer I stayed with that, the less that I would crave it. So what happened after that? Um, oh, and I, I, on this slide, I just want to highlight what I'm up against in the Napa Valley. So these are just a handful of restaurants that people might know of that live yeah. in the Napa Valley. And these places are world-renowned places. People, my cousins, people from Miami, uh, in Puerto Rico that come visit me here, you know, now I can go and join them because I'm so far removed from salt, oil, and sugar that I don't crave it anymore. But for the first six months, there's no way I would throw myself at that sword because it was a setup for a disaster. 
So, and I, and I have to show you something with you guys really uh, quick because this is how hard this was. When I started this way of eating was last November, right before Thanksgiving. So consider doing this the worst time you possibly can, going into the Thanksgiving holiday. So I did that. I I made it through Thanksgiving without a without any issue. But then in February, every year, I go with a group of friends to Las Vegas to go watch the Super Bowl with them in Las Vegas. You could imagine that these guys don't eat much besides chicken wing, beer, um, Italian restaurants, all these foods. And I found myself at an Italian restaurant with them during the first three months of me doing this at Chef AJ. It was probably the most painful thing I, I'd ever done. Harder than, than the 220 mile hike. It was so hard to sit in that table and watch people pass all these dishes and the smells and the triggering and all that. But what I found really interesting was how all of them, and this was like 12 guys around the table, how all of them were looking at me, not upset, what they wish is that at that point, and they've all told me about it, they wish they had the courage to do the same thing. They all wanted to get off of that hamster wheel. They didn't want to eat that. And I've had a lot of conversations with them over the year as to how the, how the journey is progressed for me. And some of them seem inspired to even start. I'm going to meet them again this February for Super Bowl in Vegas, which is actually in Vegas this year. And, and I have no issues. By the way, Chef AJ, I took an Uber from my hotel, went to Whole Foods, bought all of my produce, brought it back to the hotel room, and used my Bullet Ninja to blend all of my food so I can be satiated before I went out with them. It was it was a gargantuan effort to stay on program during my first few months of doing this. I have to tell you that now there is zero effort. I don't feel any effort. And I know for some people that's not the same thing, but I have to tell you, I'm, I've been so far removed and I knew that time was gonna be my friend. I knew that long, the longer I stayed away from the salt and the oil, those two, are just so brutal because I thought the sugar was going to be the tough one. You know, not eating a cookie for me is not an issue. Not eating cake for me is not an issue. But when you combine sugar, oil, and salt, now we have an issue. So this is what my cupboard would have looked like because I have grandkids. So I wanted to give you an example of what my cupboard would have looked like before I started on this journey. But here's another image that doesn't seem likely in the thread of images that I'm putting front, this is a representation, an artistic representation of that, of my wife, somebody who looks this way, never has seemed to have had an issue with weight. But I, I found that by me doing what I was doing, because I drew the line and I drew the line very hard. I knew at one point I had to put the mask on myself before I can help anyone else in my family, anyone else ever again. If I was going to help anyone else ever again, I had to stop the madness. So I came and I told Susan, I said, Susan, I'm going to do this. And, and at one point, Susan says, well, you know, I have to make sure that I have my snacks. I have to make, I said, Susan, <laughs> no. I, I said, no, I, I can't have the snacks. Can't do this. If you need to go out to eat dinner with your friends, go do that, this and that. And she was like, well, what's that going to look like? And it started to concern her. And again, I said earlier that I have a real hard time meeting people where they're at. 
I didn't know where Susan was at. After 35 years of being married, I had no idea where my wife was at. So a couple of months into this, I see Susan struggling. And what she was struggling with was keeping her weight. And, I, and I'm watching this happen. And emotionally, I can see her also struggling. And I'm, and I'm starting to feel better now. You know, I'm starting to run. I'm a guy that I never thought I would run again. I'm starting to do, you know, I'd already lost, I lost 40 pounds first 90 days. So I'm starting to use movement as the thing that I never thought would come back to me. And as much as I would go to her and say, look at me, look at me, look how great this is. I would see her withdrawing and I could see something was wrong till one day she finally said it. She says, I'm triggered because I don't feel like there is the food that's calorically dense enough for me to survive. She says, when you cook, I'm not eating enough and I'm not getting enough calories. So what I did, I didn't know. I'd already been once to the True North Health Center uh, by myself. And I had a great experience there. I, I, can, I can do that, like doing a hike by myself. I can go to True North Health Center, just like Chef AJ does. Just go by myself, spend a week or two there. And I'm just happy as can be. It's something that I'm really doing for me. But this time I thought, let me take Susan with me. And what we found, we found the differences between an endomorph and an ectomorph. You know, an endomorph is somebody who who's lean and svelte and, and doesn't seem to have issues with, with food the way that I do. An endomorph is more muscular, holds on to more fat rounder um and, and those are two things that that make us different and dr lyle says it best when you know through evolution you know we're the ones that survive you know we're the ones that hold on um there are people like my wife they're the ones that don't they know they don't make it because they don't hold on to these they don't have these store these storages or these stores of, of fat so when we went to the true north health center you know, one of the first things that my doctor asked Susan was, do you like beans? And Susan really doesn't even like beans. So that kind of sets us back. And we had to really address that. And we had to have many conversations to work through how we were going to work through this situation of, of the environment. And what I'm really happy to report is that we're in a really good place right now, where because I'm so far removed from the salt, oil, and sugar, if my granddaughter and Susan decide that they want to have a vegan pizza made out of vegan cheese and do things like that, they don't affect me. The smell doesn't even trigger me anymore where the first 90 days they would have. So what I find is that for me, it was the first 90 days and Susan helping me through those first 90 days was probably the biggest gift or one of the biggest gifts she's given me because she's given me four kids and seven grandkids. But with that being said, um, I was able to adapt, adjust, and, and meet Susan where she was at. And, and I'm very excited for, for our new life and our new journey. I mean, Susan and I do a lot of things together. And a lot of them involve uh, activity. The, here, I want to just go back about what first got me kind of going. And it was Dr. Joel Furman's uh, G-bombs, which I know you know what they are, Chef AJ. But, of you know, the, course. <laughs> the, green, the greens, the beans, the onions, the seeds the mushrooms, the berries, that's literally what allowed me to drop. I mean, I did it for 90 days. 
and I dropped weight and I was eating those salads that were the size of my head. And, and I think you're the one that I heard say that the salad is the size of your head, Chef AJ. Um, my salads were twice the size of my head and my head is pretty big. So uh, I can, I can just put down some insane salad. But because of Chef AJ, uh, sweet potatoes have become a thing for me. And those Jersey sweet potatoes are like something else. And I do those probably three times a week. There's always sweet potatoes in my refrigerator. And it's almost like to a meat person, what a, a ribeye steak would be. For me, a sweet potato is like the, the best thing you can ever have. They don't need anything on them. They just get so gooey, you know. No argument here. <laughs> unbelievable <gasps> when i would hear you say that i would think what is she talking about it's just a sweet potato but it's not when it, but i never i've always boiled them is the baking and when that sugar oozes out of it's ridiculous <laughs> anyways um so i wanted to go into um some of the things that uh, i'm eating now so this is a small salad for, this is for a photo on one of my uh, episodes on my podcast, but this is just a clean little salad. This normally would be in a, in a bowl, the size of a, a bucket and, and I can go through it. It's amazing when you get used to eating salad, how you can masticate this in a way that it just, I mean, you can consume it very quickly. People struggle because they literally haven't built the muscles to work through salads. The reason we haven't built the muscles to work through salads is because some of us are used to eating McDonald's. Consider that to eat a Big Mac, you literally almost don't even have to chew. Oh, sorry, sorry, my Cuban Puerto Rican came out. You don't have to <laughs> chew. My wife would totally be laughing right now. <laughs> Anyways, she says I can't say chin and shin. So <laughs> I, I say them backwards. So when you get used to eating vegetables in the raw form, you literally develop that muscle in your jaw. And when you have that muscle develop, you can go through salad unlike anything. And then you actually love them and appreciate the flavor because they really, needs to, they really need to be well masticated before they go into your system. You cannot swallow them down like a Big Mac. Big Mac takes one, two, shoot, one, two, choose, and they go right down your throat. So be mindful of that. Here's the one thing that stayed with me is, uh, you know, what, what they say about statistics. Statistics are, and, and some of you have heard this, some of you may not, and it's very discouraging to think that for most diets that are out there, if for 95% of the people who do any of the fat diets out there gain their weight back within two years. Mm-hmm. And that is a sobering statistic for me. So for me, I connect it with the fact that now that I've removed salt, oil, sugar, caffeine, which is a trigger for me because caffeine really works my nervous system. I mean, look at how hyper I am without caffeine, <laughs> right? I imagine this on caffeine. So if you're a person who has a heightened nervous system, please consider taking caffeine out of your life. It's going to be hard, but that's only going to be hard for three or four or five days. Caffeine is the one that gets out of your system the fastest, way faster than sugar, oil, or salt. So once you remove caffeine, once you remove shock, uh, the things that get you to come back because you get these dopamine hits that are constantly attacking you because they keep you coming back for more, time becomes your friend. 
Time is your best friend. The more it passes, the better you feel. Every day going forward, I feel better than yesterday. And what I can share with you that I am 57 years old today. My joints, my system, everything feels like if I'm in my, my early to mid 30s, I don't even know that I can say 40. I feel like my joints are so well lubricated. I don't feel pain in my hips. I don't feel pain in my lower back. You know, and now we can we can get into VO2 max and we can get into other things that I've been diving into. At the end of the conversation or on the slide presentation, I'm going to talk to you about the things that I'm doing now, which again, I had checked out of. I, I've never, and like you, Chef, a Chef AJ, I, you know, the, 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 the lifting weights and the thing, even though I'm a bigger guy and I hold on to some muscle and now, you know, I don't jump on the scale as much as I used to. Every three months I go in and do a DEXA scan to try to measure, not to try, but to measure what my, you know, muscle, muscle, bone density, muscle content, fat content is. And I'm more focused on that than on weight. I still struggle with the idea of lifting a lot of weights. I, I enjoy much more the running, the biking, the, the other activities, uh, even swimming. I want to get into some swimming, but I want to share with you at the end some of the, some of the goals that I have for, for next year. So again, these are the things that I removed. And my good friend, Itisham, who worked with me, did this little word cloud for me, which I think I'm going to put on a frame somewhere. And because uh, these are the things that by removing these things, my life is entirely different. And not just today, my life is better every day than it was yesterday. So that just keeps going forward. This is the world that I live in now. And I know it's the world that Chef AJ lives now. And this is why she evangelizes this way of living, because it literally helps you. And it's so exciting. Um, this was Susan. This is who I live with, somebody that whether it's good or bad, food doesn't attract her. If you put blonde, uh, blonde hair on her, she would be just like Susan. And now I want to really get into kind of what, uh, what I've been able to do from the guy that you saw that was literally in the couch at COVID, not able to walk. Um, so I'm excited that um, I, I've been to Mount Whitney before, but I Mount Whitney is, for those that don't know, Mount Whitney is the highest point in the lower 48 states. It's in a town called Lone Pine in Southern California. And I did do Mount Whitney uh, about 12 years ago uh, when, um, when I did the John Muir Trail, because I did the John Muir Trail from Yosemite down to Lone Pine, and then I hit Mount Whitney from, from what's considered the back part of Mount Whitney. But then I've always had this goal that I wanted to hike Mount Whitney through the face of Mount Whitney, which is a 6,000 foot climb, and I wanted to do it in one day. So to do that in one day, you have to start at one o'clock in the morning. So remember my fear of being alone in the dark, hiking by myself with a little headlamp. So I took that on and I have to report that I only got, uh, I got so far as a thousand foot from the peak. And the reason I didn't make it all the way up, I think besides the fact that I probably wasn't uh, in the shape that I am today, but I just wanted to conquer this. Number one, it was still snowing, as you can see behind me. The photo on the top, that's pretty much me calling it a day and turning around because my I, I ran out of water about two, three hours before that. So because I ran out of water because the lakes were frozen, I didn't take into consideration how much water to carry. 
And when you're spending the kind of energy that you spend to do something like that, and by the way, you can't see that, but up uh, that, that snow behind me, that's almost as close to a vertical wall as you can because you need a pickaxe to climb it and literally climbing uh, that last, uh, that was about a 2,500 foot climb. I got 1,500 foot up it, a thousand feet from the top. And I knew my system was shutting down because my bladder was holding on to water, but I couldn't get rid of it. And because I was retaining this water, my system didn't want to let go of water. I started to think this might start causing other problems and it's time to you know, check my ego at the door and come home to my wife, which is really ultimately what, what mattered the most to me. But it from that point coming back, it was still, uh, I got back uh, to my car about 8 p.m., so from 1 a.m. to 8 p.m., I was about a uh, 16, 17 uh, hour hike. The fact that I was able to accomplish that was incredible to me. And I was very proud of myself because just six months before that, I was literally more like preparing to die than preparing to live. And for this year coming on, uh, or before I get into that, so I, I did do that. I, I Now I go out a few weeks ago. I ran 12 miles nonstop consecutively, ran 12 miles in my neighborhood, and we, we have hills. Um, uh, two Sundays ago, I hiked for an entire 12 hours on some real steep terrain, which is not as significant as Mount Whitney, but I hiked uh, 12 hours nonstop from sunup to sundown. And the other day, I uh, I hiked 15 miles uh, nonstop just in the middle of the week of something to do recreationally. So I'm doing some pretty cool things that I know most people are not able to do, but can do if you consider this, you know. So I, I really wanted to put this out there. I also, in confronting and doing hard things, I couldn't think of any other way to pay this forward than to start a podcast. I'm, I'm a busy person like Chef AJ. And I kept thinking, how do I pay this forward? How do I pay this forward? And I thought, okay, walk into the discomfort and, and, and build a little studio and start a podcast. So we've done that. And I'm having the time of my life. And if anybody resonates with anything that I said and would like to watch an episode or, or send me a little note, it's... Uh, is through it's that it's in YouTube and it's called Body Mind Index and we've had some real fun guests. Uh, I'm gonna start doing some monologues as well because some interesting things keep happening during this journey that I love to keep people informed because of anything that I do, like everything that Chef AJ has done and is doing helps other people. Then let's just keep paying it forward and maybe. One day we can help you do your own podcast. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of the 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 nuts and the bolts of it, you guys. And uh, and I'm just glad that that Chef AJ has been able to put this together and bring this community of people together who who have become stronger because doing this alone, uh, I find that it's just like hiking. When I find myself hiking out there by myself. The only reason I've survived some of the situations I've been putting myself in is because I run into people. And when you run into people, their legacy is really what gets us through. 
So if there's anything that I've experienced that can help you get a little bit further, um, I would encourage you to, to keep watching Chef AJ and keep doing the things that, that are said and have been discovered by others because this is, this is why I'm here and this is why I'm ex as excited as I am. So thank you. Thank you. If you want, you can stop your share because I do have a few questions. Bring it. So had you ever heard about a vegan diet or a plant-based diet, let alone an SOS-free diet before you adopted the one? Oh my God, I knew you'd ask a good question that would that would make me dive in a little bit. So <laughs> I, yes, I, um, you know, I said already that I left my house when I was 15 years old. So you have to imagine I come from somewhat of a dysfunctional uh, beginning. My mom would literally uh, leave my dad because my dad was physically abusive. So she would leave and she would find shelter in a yoga ashram. So we lived in an ashram for a while when, when I was a little boy and my sister and my brother. And I was exposed to a vegan way of eating really early on. So that was always deep in there. Um, I have always resisted anything that my mother told me to do. So I fought it and fought it and fought it. And I think finally, when I was able to let go of that and release, uh, I was able to connect with, with a lot of what I've learned from you and, and everybody else that, you know, I've been surrounded by. Wow. Did you always have weight problems even from an early Yeah, I was, a I was a chubby kid, you know, I, I was thin till I was four or five years old. And then after that, just chubby and, you know, happy and never, uh, you know, morbidly obese and all that. But I've definitely hit the the morbidly obese stages uh, up and down in and out of them. Uh, from the time I got married on, I got married when I was 21 years old. Uh, so it's it's been a it's been a roller coaster, like for a lot of people. Did, did you try other weight loss methods? And were they successful? And what were they? Yeah, I, I tried. Um, Oh man, I'm trying to find the name Atkins. Ah. I Atkins, I tried when I was 16 years old, 17, and that's where I lost all this weight. And then at that age, people thought I was reasonably uh, good looking to be able to go modeling. And that's what got me into modeling. I found uh, that the only reason I can keep that weight off is because I was a starving artist. You know, I, I didn't have money to buy food in New York City. Imagine being. 17 years old by yourself in Manhattan, uh, it, it was hard. And uh, and eating wasn't an issue because I didn't have money to buy food. But by the time I got married and I started to become somewhat successful in some of the things that I was doing and I had uh, resources, then I just thought, well, my, my cupboards are going to be stocked. They're going to be stocked and they're going to be stocked. And guess what they were? Stocked with garbage. I mean, cereal. I, I can eat a box of cereal in one sitting, an entire box of like, you know, honey bunches of oats. Had you heard of True North Health Center before going like because that, you know, it, so many people I'm, I mean, our community has heard of them. But, you know, I'm in other types of classes in the world. And when I talk to people, they've never heard of Dr. Goldhammer. They've never even heard of water fasting. Yeah, you just, again, you with your good questions. Um, that was amazing because I would hear you talk about it. And, and you know, when I talked to, to Dr. Alan Goldhammer, we have so much fun talking because I said, you know, I, I learned about you on Chef AJ. And uh, 
you know, but but I, I'm going to go stay at your place, but I've already lost 40 pounds. He was like jokingly mad. He's like, really? You're going to come here when you've already lost 40? I wanted you right before the 40 pounds. I wanted you here when you were really, really uh, at the beginning. But I, I heard about him through you. And the last thing I ever imagined is that he was an hour away from me. I thought he was somewhere in New York or somewhere else in the world. When I found out that he was right here, I, I couldn't book the appointment fast enough. And what I want to tell people is that it's so much more affordable than people imagine. I think it's people- It's cheaper are, than a hotel. I stayed there than a hotel. I, I had a wedding to go to in that area and it there going there with the three buffet, all you can eat meals and the three lectures a day was cheaper than any hotel in the area. Yes, it's not cheaper than a nice hotel, cheaper than any hotel. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. How, how did you find the food there at first? Are you kidding me? I didn't have to cook. I didn't have to cop, prepare. I didn't have to do anything. I, I learned a lot because, you know, I joked with one of the doctors that, yeah, I'm definitely the guy that wants to go for the, for the wet bar, so to speak, for the, the bar with the wet carbs instead of the salads. But now I, now I learned to go really get loaded on the salads and the veggies pardon me, and then go get my, uh, you know, get, get the rice or get the other things that are uh, the complex carbohydrates that are on the wet, on the wet part. Yeah. How, how long were you there for? I, the first time I went there for a week, the second time with Susan, I couldn't get her to stay for a week. I think we stayed for four days. I, I like to, I like to go for a month one day. One day I like to go, I literally would like to go for a month because the classes, I really want to do more of the classes. And I, at some point, I want to talk to Dr. Allen and see if I can, maybe, maybe even because I've done some motivational speaking in the past in the real estate world, I, I love to present maybe from that side of the, of the equation. You know, this is, this is hard. This is, this, this is really hard, you know, but once you, once you connect, it's so game changing. Nice. Yeah. I, at once I was there for five weeks. I used to work there just during the holiday season. I remember five weeks. It was, it's, inc I, I find it incredible. I mean, that's where I go on for just for a vacation. So imagine if somebody actually had a need to go there. What was the hardest for you, sugar, oil, or salt? Salt. Yeah. That's what everybody says. Salt. Yeah. 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 You know, I, have to, I have to tell you this. I probably should be telling you this offline so you can cut it if you want, but uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't do that. We don't edit. So if you no, don't, be careful. <laughs> if you don't want people to know stuff, don't say it. Well, I tell you, and I've offered it to, I think I've offered it to either Dr. Goldhammer or Dr. Lyle, but, but for you, I, I, we have a guest house where we live. You can come to Napa anytime, my friend, and we'll cook for you. I mean, uh, we, we are, I mean, my wife loves you. I love you. Yeah, you have a place. If you here. have a guest house, you should probably use it to have people there and teach them how to eat. Like, do your own like mini True North for one person. Maybe you can help me uh, do that because I I love to do anything like that. I've had friends come over; they just don't stay over, but they come. Terry, please cook for me. Do something because the food preparation when you, when you do when you eat the way that you've taught me to eat is so simple to prepare and to batch and and you know. It's only been three, four months that I got into the Instapot. And now that's just blown my mind and my world has just changed dramatically. And my kids, again, none of them struggle with, with weight, but they want healthier foods. They're very aware and they just love the way that, you know, I prepare these brown rices with, with cilantro and Italian parsley and, and just the flavor of the rice alone, it makes it a meal. That's fantastic. 
so was was it difficult? So did you water fasted, right? I did not water fast. Oh, so you didn't even water fast, and no. you—that's amazing. Okay. No, no I, I just went. I, I went to eat. Nice. Well, oh, you I know what? There's nothing wrong with that, Jerry. The first twelve times I went, I didn't water fast either. I took. I saw, I, I saw. I saw you when I knew you were there. I thought. How creepy would it be if I went and stayed there while she's there? Oh, if you could only have gotten in, but that that would have been great. It, it oh was my god! Nice. That's where I met Kathy Fisher, and then I had her on my show because she was so delightful. Nice, yes, yeah, she's she's the best. She's the best. Impressive. So, what what is your? You live in Napa, so is there is there any kind of support for just vegan in general? I know SOS free is much harder. Yeah, what I what I do now is there are several restaurants that I go to, and I will you know, do not often, but when I have to, I will do the the pastas just boiled in water without salt. And some of the restaurants will do that for me, you know, and then I do steam vegetables with that. And then a lot of times I bring my own little California vinegar, little, little bottles. And that's been really, really a, a great way for me to hack the system and not be, you know, feeling awkward or weird. But I honestly, this is going to sound humbug, but I, I don't like eating out. I don't even like what restaurants are charging me for food. I just, and I know it costs them a lot. I just don't like that whole process. By the way, this is going to blow your mind, but my grocery bill, my grocery bill, because I used to just strictly go to Whole Foods, you know, my grocery bill for Susan and I, because we're foodies, considered foodies, was over $2,000 a month, maybe sometimes 3000 and my grocery bill right now, if I told you it's about $600, $650 a month, I don't know if you can believe that, but I'm telling the truth. It, it's gone down by so much because I don't just go to Whole Foods. I go to different stores now. And, and I've been become so much more mindful because what I eat is so much simpler. You know, I don't need all the other aisles in a grocery store. I mean, there are very specific areas in a grocery store that I go to now that, that I just don't feel like I need to go to any of the other aisles. Yeah, I think 80% I, I think 80% of the food in a grocery store isn't food. Isn't food. Yeah. Restaurants are hard. We've been lucky up here in Sacramento and Placer County because there were a lot of people that encouraged them to have vegan and SOS free menus, but but that's not the norm. And it's it's really hard, I think, for people that struggle. So everybody always wants to know from every guest, especially ones that have lost weight, what do you eat in a day? And, and what did you used to eat in a day? Okay, so now I'm, I actually have a coach, uh, uh, an athletic coach that, that helps me with macros because that's been a thing and I'm working out so much right now that I have to consider protein. And you know that the whole protein thing and people get all caught up on the protein thing. And, you know, most people are not hiking 15 miles in a day. So you, you don't need to worry about protein. You're going to get plenty. But, you know, if you are going to go like me into that, into that realm and, and by the way, my goal right now, Chef AJ, is to do an ultra marathon. By the, on my 60th birthday, my goal is to do an ultra marathon, which is a hundred mile marathon. So right now, I'm working my way up towards an actual marathon. I haven't gotten there yet, but I'm I'm gonna just try, and I'm having a lot of fun in the process. But what I, I eat in a day now is, for example, um, what I just had for breakfast was uh, oatmeal. Uh, a, a really good quality vegan uh, powder protein with no flavor. It just goes right in the oatmeal and then a few blueberries and then some walnuts. So that's my breakfast. 
Um, then I don't have a snack. I go right into lunch. Lunch, I will have some of that brown rice that I made yesterday with the Italian parsley, the parsley, the garlic, and spices. No salt uh, in those spices. And it's delicious with a ton of garlic. I'll have that rice and I'll have uh, extra firm tofu. I like eating tofu raw. I put a lot of spices on little chunks of tofu and it's delicious. It's what was on that photo that I had the bowl with a salad. And then for I have a snack uh, in the afternoon and that usually consists of um, a little bit. I, I'll do the oatmeal, the protein powder again, and, and a, a half of an avocado in the blender. And I'll drink that as a smoothie. And then in the evening, I'll have an insanely large bowl of salad and then usually add tofu in there right now or lentils or beans into that with a little bit of sweet potato inside that salad as well. So that's kind of the, the gist. And California uh, vinegars, uh, although I've recently run out of them, uh, have become a game changer as well. I must say that that, that stuff is incredible. I want to do those spritzers. Nice, nice. What did you used to eat? Oh, man. So, you know, real estate has been almost too good uh, for, for real estate people for a long time until things have adapted now and changed. But, you know, I, I have a team of people and, and, you know, we go eat once or twice a day. We go out for, for lunch. We go to Don Giovanni, go eat Italian food, calamari, um, pasta, stuff like that. And then for dinner, we go out again and and, uh, you know, if, if I usually don't feel like drinking, but if I did that day, I'd have a glass of wine and then, you know, have salad. But then that salad is loaded with with cheeses and all kinds of stuff. And then I thought I was eating a salad and getting out. I would definitely uh, have cookies or dessert. I mean, I, I ate really poorly, but because I was going to to fancy places, I thought that was healthy food in some way. I, I kind of would justify that. You know, I spend a lot of money. This has got to be good. You know, I go to a good grocery store. It's got to be good. You know, I was really disconnected. How long did it take you to lose the 80 pounds? The 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 bulk of this weight literally came out and came, came off in six months. It literally it, it literally melted off of me. Right now, I'm in, in a real fight with Plateau. And the fight with Plateau, I think, is due to the amount of the amount of training I'm doing. I think I'm doing so much training. Every time I go do my DEXA scan, uh, my muscle keeps going up, my fat goes down, but the scale is really deceiving me. My psychological battle right now is with the scale, and I need to I need to let that go. Well, you better watch the video I did with Dr. Doug Lyle on the scale. He calls you guys scale monkeys. But I, you know, I can only see your face. So, are you wanting to lose more weight? Do you feel like you need to lose more weight? I'm pretty good, Chef AJ. I'm strong. And I no, I I that, that's the right question. That's the right question. I mean, Chef AJ, I'm wearing size 34 pants. I'm okay. You know, it's good. By the way, this is what I did for while everybody's eating turkey. I did a 10K and uh funny story on that 10K because I was distracted uh running with friends. I missed my turn off and I get to the end. And I thought I finished my 10K in record time when only to find out I took the wrong turn off. I ran 5K. So it is what it is. <laughs> I learned another lesson. Don't talk to people when you're out there running. You got to stay focused. Did, did you exercise before losing weight? No, I haven't been exercising for a long. I, I stopped exercising years ago. And I think a lot of it was the weight 
and the, the lack of movement along with bulge, two bulge discs in my lower back. And those bulge discs, I always had a feeling, and I was literally uh, scheduled to go in for surgery, uh, back, uh, lower back surgery. The reason I did it was because a great friend of mine who helped me in through this journey, who became my physical therapist, and, and he became my trainer, he says, if you can get to the place where you can drop some of this weight, you're not going to need surgery. He says, just hang in there. He says, Jerry, if you can lose some of this weight, he says, you'll be running around your neighborhood one day. And when John Stewart, I'll give him a plug from Custom Fitness, because I think John is just a, a magician when it comes to helping people with uh, with pain, chronic pain in their body and putting people back together. Because he's been broken several times himself and had to be put back together. He had a big cycling accident and he literally puts himself back together. John helped me through, through realizing that that I was capable of all these things if I could only work on the, on the weight portion. And he would try to help me with that, but I wasn't I wasn't ready to hear any of what John had to tell me. I, I really wasn't ready. So I had to, it was the blood pressure thing that triggered me into, I better do something or I'm really, really moving towards the end or certainly moving towards statins. And I knew statins for me would be just not good. Just not good. So you were, you were going to consider possibly medication. Oh, I, I, I don't know that I was going to consider them. I, I didn't think I had an option. I but thought, you, did, you didn't need to go on them. I mean, you're not on them now, if I no, understand. That's no. great. That's great. What has your friends or family felt about your success? What have they said? Yeah, everybody is super. My wife, particularly, she's super proud. I mean, she's she's proud of it. She's proud of just the guy that I am now, uh, active and just getting out there and doing these these intense things. Intense things now. What I find interesting is that me changing me. You know how they say you can't change people. I think they're, they're, they're obviously right. You can't change people. You can only change yourself. And by changing myself, it's changed the relationships and it's changed them because they're all eating so much better. They're so aware of how to eat. And now they're going on these excursions with me. My wife, if I'm going to go hiking or camping or doing something off grid, like I like to do, she wants to go. And before Susan, I mean, Susan likes a, a four or five star situation. You know, she likes uh, hotels and she like right right now susan's a different person susan will go out in the wilderness with me and i just couldn't be happier it happened because of this journey do you cook for the whole family I, i'm 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 probably the one that cooks the most by 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 a lot you know well that's great because then they got to eat what you make i i love that it's it's a, and they love it you know they and it's funny because i used to complain i used to say gosh if i cook somebody else better clean now I don't even care. I just have so much energy. I can cook, clean, do the whole, I, get out of my kitchen. I, I'm having a good time. Nice. Do you ever worry that you might gain the weight back? And have you had any, you know, I hate, I don't like this word relapses or I call them snacks events. Yeah. I, I I'm very proud to say that I haven't had a relapse or a snacks event. I love your terms. Um, again, I, I attribute that to the time that has passed. And I still stay optimistic that the more time passes, the better that'll get. Um, I have to say there was a day not long ago where there were so many cookies and so many things around the house that I did have to say to Susan, hey, Susan, the environment is feeling a little yeah, dead. I, I was going to ask you, do you keep non-compliant foods or, or tempting foods to you in your environment? And if, if so, how do you navigate that? Yeah, she, um, let me, let me get to this. 
it's a gallon of water a day I'm drinking because of my food coach and it's working. Wow, that's a but, lot but it, of water. But it has, a, it has a timeline. So, you know, hey, it's morning and I'm already at 6 p.m. time. So I've drank a lot of water already. Nice. No snacks and ends. You know, I haven't had that, but I am hyper, hyper vigilant to to how I'm feeling and monitoring my feeling. It's there's sort of a there's sort of a little bit of a, an internal uh radar that if it comes up, I vocalize it and I tell Susan, hey, that that was a little much. Or hey, you know, we took the grandkids for pizza at the pizzeria here and all that. And I, I probably didn't need to be there. You know, I I, I can I can feel those, but they don't have they don't feel the way they used to. I mean, there were there were times, Chef AJ, that Susan would sit next to me in the car. The first 90 days, she would sit next to me in the car. And let's say she was eating peanut butter stuffed pretzels, you know, and she would crunch and I would smell that. It would trigger the salivatory glands and all that. It would just go crazy. And I was like, Susan, you can't do that. You can't, you can't do that. It's almost like heroin in front of a heroin addict. It's awful. I can't, I can't stand it. Yeah. It would, it would do literally you know, cause pain. Do I, do, is always, always the people like us end up with people that are like Susan. Like I have, I have a Susan, his name is Charles, but he totally gets it. But do you think she gets it now that even though she doesn't struggle in the same way, does she get that it, it, it can be a problem for others? Chef, Chef AJ, she, she gets it so well, but I think she only gets it because now I get her because I get what she battles with. And, and I get also what she battles with is a lot scarier than what I battle with. And, and what is that? What do you mean? Well, she, she, when she was 17 years old, Susan suffered from an undiagnosed uh, food um, reluctance. She, she didn't want to eat. Oh, you know? So she wouldn't want to eat. So she's she's totally the opposite. That's and she, she got down to about uh, 89 pounds, 90 pounds. She's five foot seven. So imagine what that weight. And her mother was very scared that she was going to lose her. And what my journey did for Susan, especially at the beginning, it brought back a lot of those triggers that she struggled with. So when I talk about uh, my inability to meet people where they're at, it happens only when I don't listen or ask enough questions. And now I realize that I needed to listen and that, yeah, this was really scary for her. What, what I was doing was very scary for her. And, um, and I'm so grateful that, that she wrote it out for the first 90 days, because now she does, to answer your question, she does have, you know, her shelf in the top with her snacks. You know, the worst thing Susan needs is a uh, trail mix, you know, uh, things like that. That's not bad. It's just calorically dense, you know. And almond and almond butter uh, and things like that. But for me, Chef AJ, I can eat a jar of almond butter. You, you, you know what I'm saying? If you let me, I could, you know, because I'll come buy an almond butter with uh, sun-dried apricots and there is a snack for an evening right there. Oh, boy. Well, you know, I, I saw your interview with Dr. Lyle. We're driven to seek the most calorically dense food in our environment. Have people come to you for help with their health or weight loss since witnessing your transformation? Yeah, I've had several people. I have several people over at my house. I've cooked for them. Uh, I yeah, I um, yeah, I, I have friends that I have people that have taken it on, uh, and uh, one in particular is doing really well with it. And, and then I have a a friend around the fence, and he, he reminds me of where I've been, where I was for years, where it's like preparing to get ready, analysis paralysis, because again, 
you can't start any of this till you make that decision. And 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 like you say all the time, there are people that need to dabble and just maybe start with one and maybe just remove the sugar. I would say if you're going to remove one thing, probably remove the sugar first. I don't know if you agree with that. You mean of sugar, oil, and salt? Yeah. You know, I think it depends on the person, honestly, because in terms of weight loss, I would say the oil, you know, caloric density. But I think I think it depends. I mean, you know, I always think about how when I first met Dr. Goldhammer, somebody said, well, what's worse, you know, sugar, oil, salt? He goes, well, do you want to be shot or hung? So I think that, the, I that. I, I, you know, because here's the thing, sugar by itself, I don't think is a problem for most people. I think it's sugar with fat, sugar with caffeine. I don't know a lot of people where it's just a Twizzler problem. It's usually the combination, but I think everybody's a little bit different, but I think the easiest is to just get rid of all of them. Yeah. I, I think you're, you're absolutely right. Well, so Jerry, what do you say if people, I don't know if you've ever had people ask you about this, but people that really do live in an unclean environment that not aren't as amenable as Susan to supporting their spouse or their family. Yeah, I think that's a, another one of those good questions. I, I just, I, I believe that you have to make it, we all have agency, right? Or we should have agency. And and having agency also means that we have the freedom uh, and access to free will. And, and and how do you set those parameters and those boundaries around yourself is key. And, and honoring the fact that you can do so much more for other people if you do for yourself. And loving yourself is a huge start. And, you know, that whole, I used to hear that whole thing of, you have to love yourself. You have to love yourself. And and for me, it was like, well, what do you do? Hug yourself? What are you supposed to do to what is love yourself? I had no understanding what loving yourself meant until I started this. I mean, loving yourself really means uh, helping yourself first so you're better for others. Because the version of ourselves, when we're miserable and we're in the throes of this, is not the best version of ourselves. I like when Dr. Goldhammer says, if we're overweight, especially especially significantly overweight, we're very sick and, and we are sick as a society. Most of us are, are really battling. And for me, this is not, I go back to that. It's not a, a destination. It's just a journey and, and living and loving the journey. It's got to be a, a part of it, but I'm never going to sit here and say that it, that it's easy. Yeah. Well, what do you say to somebody that maybe has given up hope that they could lose weight? Yeah, that's a, that's a hard thing because I've, I've given up hope so many times, you know, because there is a part of me that when the weight starts coming on and I've gone through the yo-yos and this and that, I just literally throw my hands up in the air. And that's basically what I've done. It's just, okay, so let's see, let's see how high we go this time, you know, and then, then I get scared into, into coming down. So I hope I'm not in that situation again. The only thing I can tell you right now is the way that I feel and the way my palate feels and the way my brain is reacting to things is very different to what I've ever, what I have ever experienced before. Before I knew instinctively, I knew I was going to put the weight back on. This time instinctively, I, I anything's possible. Anything can happen. Um, you know, sometimes people, you know, if something catastrophic happens. Um, I want to share one other thing. Um, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, you know, I was going through probably one of the hardest things in my life, um, with a very close family member, uh, with, uh, with mental illness as an issue. And, um, 
I, I would have imagined that at any other time in my life, I would have gone back to whatever was soothing and whatever comforted me. And, and I got to tell you that that didn't even come, that didn't even, that didn't even, wasn't even a thing. I just kept eating the way I was eating because it's what, what I needed to do because it's what made me feel good and what helped me help that person get to the other side, which by the way, that person is coming out of that and on the other side, you know, the last time this happened, that person did try to commit suicide. Um, this time that person didn't get there. And I think we were all better because of the way that we live now. I, I think we were all so much better. And I, I, uh, I would say to anybody who's in that place of, you know, you don't think you can, um, maybe if you're not doing it for yourself, know that you're going to be doing a lot of good for, for other people and you, you're going to be able to, you're going to come out stronger. How old were you when you lost the weight for the, we're going to say for the last time, this will be your last time. It'd be 56. Yeah. So that's great. And what I love about your story and so many of the guests that I feature on the show, like Esther Loveridge is this shows it's never too late, no matter how long you've suffered that when you get the right information, it's really possible. Chef AJ, I'm to the point now that I don't care if you're 80 or 85. I think if somebody did this, I think the best years are in front of them. I tell Susan, the best years are in front of us. The way we feel and the way we play now, it's amazing. Yeah, I love it. And, you know, it, it, it's it's so cool, your story, because it, you're, you know, I, I, look, I don't, I don't get anything for promoting True North. It would be, you know, Dr. Volner said it would be illegal for you to, you know, to give like a referral fee. But I find that if people can go there and, and you were what they call an unrestricted feeder, you did not have to water fast, that it, it, it seems like it solidifies these the. I, I don't know. I, you, you know, I'm, I'm sure there are people that go there. Maybe they haven't had your success or my success, but I got to say, there's a preponderance of people that when they go there or do something like the McDougal program, it's like they seem to get it and they, they just, they seem to do very well. Well, I, I was talking to my brother-in-law, who's a doctor in, in Florida, and I was talking to him about Dr. Goldhammer and, you know, these doctors have the ability to take their licenses in any direction they see fit. And what we have in our country right now is not a healthcare system, it's a sick care system. You know, we wanna, we wanna not, not that they wanna prolong sickness, but sickness is what they're there to deal with. They're not there to, to promote health. And what Dr. Goldhammer has done is found a way to promote health and everybody that comes out of True North comes out better for it. It's just astonishing. Uh, and, and what he has done is, is literally confront the most challenging thing out there because it'd be so much easier for him to just go work at a hospital somebody or somewhere or do something uh, as many doctors do and work as part of the sick care system. Uh, this guy's actually just changing people's lives. It's just fascinating to watch for an affordable, uh, again, he's in wine country. He can charge whatever he wants and, uh, and he doesn't. It's just fascinating to me. I know because he wants people to be able to stay as long as they need to, to get well. Yeah. Yeah. I met a lady there that I know you know who she is. I'm just going to say she's been there more than a year. And uh, there's a reason for that because her life is better there. Well, that if we could all only live there. Well, Jerry, it's just been such a pleasure hearing your story. If people want to connect with you, what is the best way? Your website, social media, everything you give me will be, of course, in the show notes. But where yeah. should I send people? For now, it's really just uh, 
uh, body mind in, at body mind index on YouTube, and that's where we have you can you can reach me through there. You find me uh, on Facebook. I I don't manage my own Facebook. I have people managing that for me through my business. But outside of that, uh, love to hear from from anybody that I can possibly help. It doesn't cost anything. Like Chef AJ, you just do this to to pay it forward. It's wonderful. Nice. Well, congratulations on your transformation. And thank you for everything. Absolutely. And thanks all of you for watching another episode of Chef AJ Live. Please come back tomorrow for another great guest.